sport fans, and welcome to another fantastic edition of the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. Uh, joining me, as always, is my good friend in crime. Uh, maybe not crime, but good good friend, <laughs> Mr. Christian Redshaw. Christian, uh, how's your day going so far? I'm doing good, my friend. Uh, I would say I'm not always here. I don't always join you because I did have a flat tire one time, and and I missed an episode <laughs> or two. So that's right. I forgot. Uh, I forgot about that. Truth be told. <laughs> You're- I'm not as reliable as you make me out to be. <laughs> you're, you're here most of the time, and, and that's what yeah. counts. But uh, yeah. I know today we don't we don't have a, uh, a any guest book, but uh, I know you have a, a topic on your mind, so uh, let's hear it. Well, actually, it's kind of two topics, sort of related. Uh, I want to talk about the SolarWinds incident and the Microsoft Exchange incident. Um, would you? indulge me in just explaining what those incidents were and and maybe just in a very you know layman's terms non-technical language for our business leaders out there for sure for sure you know and, and uh, definitely won't dive into the deep uh, gory uh, tech details but yeah, please uh, the solar wind the, so, <laughs> the solar winds incident and the, uh, the more recent microsoft exchange uh, vulnerability um those have been probably the two major security uh, stories which have been dominating the uh, uh, the news cycle for the past uh, oh gosh the past few months at least since uh, early december so with solar winds what happened there so solar winds is an it uh management company they provide uh, support tools for uh, many organizations big and small and basically what happened in there was that their update mechanism got compromised um, apparently by the uh, by the russians and as part of that uh, the russians and, and others uh, would be able to get unauthorized access uh, to servers or to uh, workstations that that had a particular version of uh, their software installed again this was very startling for 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 everyone right across the uh, world and um you know so it, it goes to show you again how how fragile you know the the it ecosystem is um so you know there, there's some worries there that uh, uh, people are are accessing sensitive data confidential data uh, again, it's, it was seen more through, I'd say, from a risk perspective, you know, um, about being aimed at various levels of government or uh, very high-profile organizations, not necessarily small organi- smaller mid-sized organizations, but um, it was, there was certainly cause for concern. The uh, more recent one with Microsoft Exchange, so what happened there is anyone who is running Microsoft Exchange on-premise and Exchange, for those of you who don't know, is basically a, an email system which is uh, capable of um, uh, basically sending in and out emails into your organization. Basically, within there, there was a, a compromise as well, allowing for malicious entities to be able to just basically have uh, carte blanche access to everything uh, in your email servers, and that can be confidential emails, uh, emails uh, uh, containing sensitive data. That was basically, like I said, it was. Uh, uh, pick your poison, and someone could just pick whatever data they wanted from from various email systems. Again, it was the it was uh, this one seems to be tied back to the uh, to the uh, Chinese uh, and the Chinese government potentially. Uh, and in both cases here, again, there is broader uh, you know, spying and go- governmental forces at play. This isn't something which was necessarily targeted at uh, smaller mid-sized organizations, although they could be caught up in as collateral damage. So, Dom, you bring up a good point here. It's not necessarily targeted at small and mid-sized organizations. What should businesses be doing about this? I mean, how should how should businesses and nonprofits and even maybe public sector? Uh, I'm thinking specifically the leadership, business leaders, uh, IT departments, IT managed service providers. What does it mean for for everyone in that kind of grouping? 
or those groupings? Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, I think it's, it's it really what's important is to still make sure that you do your due diligence and that you make sure that if you have those systems and uh, um, e- e- either one of your, those systems in, in your broader environment, that you at least make sure, A, that you uh, you have your technical team uh, address the, the vulnerability or the weakness, make sure that it's uh, the um, really security updates have, have been applied. But then you also do further due diligence and rather you, if you engage like a digital forensics firm, as an example, just to make sure that there was no uh, additional data that was stolen or that some malicious uh, actors or um, criminals are still hanging around on your network. Uh, it is important to make sure that you at least you know, check, check all the doors and check all the windows to make sure that if there is anyone lurking that you're able to, to kick them out. Um, is it something that you should be panicking about? No, not necessarily, but you definitely need to make sure that you take the right steps and, and demonstrate uh, that you've you've double like that you've double checked the, the locks and doors and that there's still um, no one hanging around and that uh, sense of data uh, that that hasn't been stolen or, or viewed by uh, unauthorized entities. Mm-hmm. Because what what comes to me is business leaders and organizations might be thinking. You know, this is so widespread. This is something that I don't have much control over. If huge organizations or governments cannot uh, manage their cybersecurity properly, you know, why even bother? That's such a good point. You know, and again, this is again looking at it through the lens in terms of you know what's the motivation and who who's attacking whom. Uh, at the end of the day, if you're a small and mid-sized organization. You should not be worrying about you know the, what the Chinese government or the Russian government are, are, are trying to do. They're acting in right. ways in which they can they can act they can access you know organizations that they want to access. You know, if uh, you as a small law firm as an example, not to you know uh, make you feel bad, but the Russian government doesn't give a damn about you. But who who might care about you though uh, in a bad way is uh, is is criminal gangs. The, the criminal gangs, and this is again why it's so important that uh, or, uh, small organizations and mid-sized organizations do take notice of this because these these vulnerabilities, which were used, like I said, for maybe governmental or, or spying purposes, um, uh, for organizations that don't fix it, cyber, cyber crime gangs, they'll take those exploits, they'll take those vulnerabilities, and they'll start uh, monetizing that. They're gonna go after organizations who haven't taken the time to address those weaknesses and uh, shore up those those vulnerabilities. So although you may not be caught up in the initial wave of the attack, uh, unless you address it in a, in a, in a suitable uh, time uh, manner, uh, the cyber criminals, they will take advantage of you. And that's who you should be worrying about, you know, the people who are trying to monetize um, uh, the weaknesses in, in, in these systems. Um, so don't worry about the Russian government, but do worry about the Russian uh, cyber criminal organizations that are coming for you. Right. Like we always say, don't be the low hanging fruit. You want to understand what your real risks and real threats are and what your levels of protection are against those threats. A hundred percent, my friend. That's uh, anyway, it's all about knowing what you're protecting against. Uh, so focus on that and don't get caught up on you know, the, what the U.S. government is trying to protect. Their, their, their risk surface or what they're worrying about is very different than what you as a small business should be worrying about when it comes to cyber risk. Well said. So I guess that brings us to the to the end of our little uh, uh, convo here, and uh, so I just want to make sure that we we thank our our listeners and viewers for taking time of their day to to join Christian and I today. Um, as always, please do uh, check out the Conversations That Matter YouTube page uh, for previous episodes and other podcasts uh, that are under the Conversations That Matter uh, banner. Uh, but until next time, be well, be safe, and we'll see you next time on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. Mm-hmm.